Hey everybody, Robert here. Just wanted to let you guys know before we get super into the show that next week is E3, so you should definitely expect a huge E3 podcast episode next week on Thursday. But here's the kicker. We're going to be recording the show live on Twitch. So go to twitch.tv forward slash tiny disc, all one word, and show up at like 8 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night. That's also 7 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Pacific time. And you can do the math for the rest. So, yeah, show up on twitch.tv forward slash tiny disc, and you get to watch the show being recorded live, and it's going to be an adventure. But for now, you've got another adventure to get through, and that's episode 49 of Tiny Disc. So, enjoy! Everyone, welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. This is episode 49. I am your host, Robert Scarponito, and I'm joined here by the magnanimous Jack Cepeda. Hi, everybody. How are you? Bong bong. And the effervescent Colin Sparling. And we are live! <laughs> yeah. Thanks, James Hetfield. Yay. Uh, <laughs> So, guys, I wanted to share something today. So, I was just out running errands, doing, uh, you know, a couple just basic grocery things and whatever. And I ran into a car today that... Oh. Yeah, I ran into... No, okay. Proportion words. ran into it. Are you okay? Did you go to the hospital? I'm okay. I was running at full sprint with groceries in tow and just ran into the back of a sedan. (laughs) No. um, (laughs) And you got that shit in one trip, right? Because more than one trip for the groceries, man. Here's a a pro trick, actually. Get it like one of those 10-inch carabiners so you can just attach all your grocery bags into that one carabiner. Makes it easy to hold everything. Um, No joke. I saw a life hack, dude. (laughs) Throw all your groceries... In a fucking laundry basket. Genius. There you go. But is that how you say that word? Carabiner? Uh, what do you say? Carabiner? I don't I don't know. That's, I, 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 I have questions. I always assumed carabiner. it was carabiner. But hey, I don't okay. I don't climb mountains. I don't know. It just seems more racist when you say it that way. Anyways, I mean, Robert look, ran just, into a car. <laughs> I just use one to open my beers. That's it. Anyway, okay. so I ran. I saw a car. And on the back of it, it had like a not like a window decal. It had a window decal that said "My driving scares me too," with an emoji that has like the like colon and like the O, like the big O, like oh no, next to it. And I just want to know what what do you guys think about the human uh, being uh, that would be behind that wheel? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, obviously, my visceral reaction is like, holy fuck, I do not want to be behind this person. And that would that would be the yeah. person I'm passing going 20 over on the highway Seriously. because I don't want anything to do with them. Same. <laughs> yeah. I, I will. And, and that, that just says, like, they're just not confident in themselves. So they're going to cause a wreck. Like, to me, that's like, you know, LOL. I'm so bad at driving. I might crash. Isn't that funny? Am I uh, not a quirky, funny person? LOL. <laughs> Like God, yeah, I might not? kill you. It's fine, you know, homicide, you know, vehicular <laughs> homicide and all. Yeah, man, I'm just not a general 
fan of bumper stickers in general or any kind of sticker, especially the stick figure family ones. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, those, those are, are so those are my favorite because I've seen ones that are that said like "fuck your stick family" and it's like the the, the stick family like completely like decapitated and <laughs> named a massacre. I like the one Good. where it's just like a dude and a chick and like a giant pile of money. Because they don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Those are pretty funny. Yeah, kids are expensive, guys. I don't I don't know, though. When I saw that car, I was like, there's either one of two things and neither of them are good. One, the person's trying to be cheeky and like, my driving's so good, it's scary. Which is like, you don't brag about that. No one gives a shit about how well you drive. Just fucking get to point A to, from point A to point B, you know? Yeah, try Wait, not did it to say die. good? Or, it just said scary, right? It didn't say anything about being good. It wasn't bragging, right? Yeah, yeah. It was just like <laughs> my dr- my driving scares me too, and it's you like sh- the no, fuck? that's what so the fuck? bad. That's so bad. <laughs> like I feel like driving is one of those those skills where if it scares you, your ability to do it, you should improve. Like uh, right? <laughs> y- yeah. <laughs> How did you pass your driver's exam? Thanks. Yeah, I scared. I scared the uh, the test the test examiner. I scared him into like giving me my license. Yeah, I scared him into passing me. How yeah. did your guys' like, test go when you did the driver's exam? Oh boy! Like, oh, did you guys get hundreds go. or what? <laughs> Are these good stories or what? I didn't yeah. get it until my third try. Whoa! Really? Yeah. How old were you? Yep. Uh, sixteen. Is it the kind of thing where if you fail a certain amount of times, you have to like wait before you try again? Um, I think so. No. I think that's a rule. I don't know if you have to I, wait a certain amount of time. I think it's like after your first fail, you have to wait a week, and the second one is two weeks, and then it like keeps mm. going more from there. Huh. I um, I'm trying to remember why I failed though. Like, well the the second time, uh, the second time I failed, I made a really big mistake where like I, I wasn't like going to cause a crash or anything, but like I stopped because I thought this person was going to go. And then they like lunch forward, and then like I just let them go, and that gave me an automatic failure. Yikes! Because they were uh, they were like kind of nudging forward, but like uh, it, I I wasn't supposed to stop, like but I was gonna I was letting the person go anyway, so yeah, it's an automatic fail. You were really overly first, con- you were overly uh, conscious about you know not running into them, right? But in right right, in which you're now, thinking though you didn't follow like the right of way, kind yeah. Of which which now like people pull out in front of me four times every freaking morning so yeah, and you're right, like yeah. that's yeah. just a fucking tuesday isn't it yeah yeah i mean it's not abnormal for me to you know someone caught across three lanes in front of me on 315 every morning it's pretty great Easy. yeah it's what, that happens. what i thought was weird was that i got like a 95 or something like that so i passed the first time but i didn't do mine until i was like 18 i was pretty old um Damn. and uh i they said that i did something that i literally never do they said that i signaled one way and turned the other way and I'm like, first of all, how's that not just an automatic fail? Yeah, kind <laughs> you of. You did do that, and and B, like I've literally never done that in my life or ever since. So why would this be the one time? So I don't know. I kind of dispute that, but whatever. I'm not gonna fight a 95. Like, give me my license. Thank you very much. Yeah. So the the the, the funny story about the first time I did it, I got like the oldest dude that worked at at the uh, the uh, the licensing place or the, the what do you call that? What do you go? Just a driver to driver's test place. Is it is it a DMV? Fuck, they're not separate places. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, they're not separate places. No, because honest to God, I I think it might have been a separate place back home. I mean, yeah, like I, from the I, DMV. I think sometimes they do separate the test centers from like the main BMV. Right, or DMV. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. 
Anyway, point being, this dude was, like, old as hell. And you could tell why I was right. Like, he was riding in the car with me. He was just way too chill. Like, <laughs> it was one of those things, like, it's like, I mean, if you wreck and we die, it's fucking fine. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, whatever. is that right. oncoming traffic? <laughs> whatever. Minus five points. You'll be fine. It's <laughs> like, yeah, they, whatever. Fuck it. Did when and you I were s- taking those tests, did they ever have to step on the brake on their side? <laughs> Oh, I mean, no, I didn't. That I, that wasn't when I was in driving school. We had that when I when I took the test, we just took it in my car. Oh, right, right, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, there were like there were plenty of times where like I was in driving school and they had to hit the brake, even though it, there was quite a few times where it was unnecessary. <laughs> plenty, like of times. I, plenty. they would just like hit the brakes, and I'm like, dude, my foot's on the brake, like I got it, it's fine. And yeah. they, they they would just get overly nervous. But I understand <laughs> though. Because you get those people in there that are fucking maniacs. Yeah, they get a little jittery. I see. I never yeah. went through driving school, so you know when I was lucky. You. <laughs> yeah, I hear I'm lucky for that. But here's the unlucky part: when I took the test the first time, right? We went out on the road for the first part of the test, like hundred percent great, perfect driving, super easy. And then we get back into the lot, and he's like, "Okay, now line up, you know, between these cones." And then drive up to the oh, left. Oh, yep, the parking test. Yeah, the yep. maneuverability test. And I was like, wait, what's this? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't Are you know. serious? You didn't study <laughs> that no or idea. learn about that or nothing? You didn't see hilarious. a YouTube video? Nothing? <laughs> I just, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. <laughs> so. Oh, goody. So, oh, God. So you failed the fuck out of I it? I failed, yeah. Mainly because that was my first time ever trying to he do thought, the He thought you are supposed to run over all five. <laughs> Yeah, I was like trying to score the most points. If you get more than yeah. one at the same time, it's a multiplier. You just see a he fucking thought- Kogo launching like 50 yards across the parking lot. He thought it was burnout, basically. Crash. Oh, oh yeah, no. no I, it's- I tried to like flip the car over and keep bouncing it. <laughs> yeah. No, you actually, you gotta actually do the tutorial for the original driver on PlayStation 1 in real life where you gotta do like three 1080s before you start driving and like, you know, do burnouts all, all over the place. Exactly. So, so then what? So you had to go back and do it and it was fine or what? Um, and then YouTube I failed video? my second time because I panicked at a left turn. So that was kind of bad. And then um, my third when time. You say, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Don't gloss over that. When you say panicked at a left turn to the like, point of failure, like, like what it does was, that mean? It was like it was about to turn yellow then red and i was like shit do i go and then i went and i didn't slow down enough and the guy freaked out and was like okay you failed and i'm like bitch we're safe but fine so <laughs> so you went you went during a red to clear the went, intersection i went during like pretty much at the tail end of a yellow light so yeah and that's why i failed you yeah well see that, that that's that's kind of where i blur the line a little bit you know because especially around in a city like columbus or whatever it's very often that you have to like wait until the light turns red to actually turn left. Yeah. Because there's just so much oncoming traffic. Right. Like it happens and, all the time. And there are jackasses and who like run red lights, you know, like. Oh, on- yeah. I mean, traffic. there's plenty of times when people actually run red lights, but it's perfectly normal for you to like wait until the light turns red and then finish turning left. I mean, because yeah. you have that little span of time while the lights are changing. Right. So, so so the shit about it was that and I want I want you to get back to your story. But the shit about it is that in Columbus, when I was there for all of what, three, four days. Like you had people that go way into the intersection, but like the line is really long, so they're just sitting there in the middle in, of the intersection. Yep, and nowhere right to go, and me. then it goes yep. yellow, and then it goes red, and then everyone just sits there and stares at them because no one can move now because these fuckers couldn't wait till the next cycle, right? So yep. I saw that instantly, like right off the plane when I got to Columbus. Now in Austin, I like this a lot better. They have signs up; it's very strict, dude. It's a five hundred dollar fine if you're caught doing that. Oh, snap. Off like right, boom, five hundred bucks if you if you are blocking an intersection, you know, during a light. 
because yeah, you're too impatient. And they need to implement that in Columbus. That's a problem there, dude. They also need to really bad road during, during rush hour, dude. I've, I've experienced it once, and it was like I had to wait th- through two lights because there were people blocking intersections. It was it's so complete, stupid. It completely fucks over like 9,000 people because one person is impatient, one or two people. And I feel like they need to reteach a lot of people how to drive, too. Like, I've only been driving for like a year legally, but like, come on, mm. come on, people. I didn't yeah. even go to driving school. I'm like, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, people are just overly aggressive. Yeah. But anyway. So third time I also failed because apparently I turned my signals too early, but we were driving through like bumfuck dead ass neighborhood. Like a like cul-de-sacs and shit, but like no one was around. Pretty sure like a zombie apocalypse could have happened at any moment. Mm. Um, but apparently my turn mm. signals were too early. And the fourth time was fucking Damn. like I got this. Finally figured it out. Wait, you failed four times. Wait, three you, times. That's a lot. You failed dude. three times. Damn. Yeah. Hey, I didn't go to driving school, right? So <laughs> that, that's fair. Yeah, I know. But this is the YouTube generation. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, fourth time I finally got it, and you know, it's like cool, it's great, whatever. And then I, uh, then I, mm. I, here I am driving right now today in my car. Still to this day, hasn't killed anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, driving is just one of those things, man. Where like you just got to do it. Yeah, you just got to do it to get used to it. You know what I mean? You can't. There's not really any other way. You can learn about it and read about it all you want. But it's you sit down and just do it over and over until you get the jitters out, until you get the nerves out. Yeah. Or whatever else. And get your habits down. I mean, now I fucking like yeah. drive with one hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. Chance, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, pre- I mean, if you're my dad, you, he, you, uh, drive with, with your knee on the wheel while you're eating ice cream with two hands. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, steer, I steer with my knees. He's, his dad's got two ice cream cones. <laughs> double fisted them. them. No, yes. Yeah. yeah. Driving with his knee. I just met a Sunday, but that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, it's been it's been a long time since we've done like a normal show of this show, whatever normal means. But a proper podcast, yeah, a pr- I'm a prop- normal, a prim, proper, well dressed, well cut show. Uh, so we have our normal thing lined up for you today. We've got games and we've got news, and it's going to be really fun. So let's start talking about the video games we've been playing. <laughs> Um, Jack, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I have been living that adult lifestyle, which, you know, has its perks. But, of course, I don't get to play a lot of games, unfortunately. And when I do have the time, I really just want to I don't want to, like, go in a deep dive. I just want to play something that's real easy to pick up and play. Right. Have an hour or two of fun, put it down and not have to worry about it, which is why yeah. I'm still like really behind in God of War. But anyways, uh, I did pick up, however, Bloodstained, the 8-bit version. What's the subtitle of that again? Curse Bloodstained, of the Curse moon. of the Moon. Curse yes, of the moon. and it's pretty fun, and it's it's just a good old time, man. I don't, you know, it's a good old Nintendo time. I mean, was that was that a pretty fun with an asterisk? Yeah, was that a question mark? I, I mean, it's ten bucks, you know, so it's it's priced right. I think I think it's a good value for ten dollars. Oh but yeah, it seems like I agree. It seems like such a short game is is all and and i'm only you know two or three levels in but it's 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 very you know standard you know there's nothing there's very little like very little i can say that's bad about it if that's what you're looking for it totally scratches the itch of like castlevania on nes you know and kind of a little bit of symphony of night there too i just i just wish that I, it just makes me want the actual game bloodstained more now yeah. and i hope i hope that that game when that comes out is a little bit deeper than this one yeah so, so from what i understand it um so it's made by Koji Igarashi, the ritual that went night anyway. Um, the people that made uh, Curse of the Moon, uh, Inti Creates, was it? Inti Creates, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Inti Creates. Um, they did Blaster Master, right? I think mm-hmm. it's what it was. Maybe. Or something. Yeah. I like think the that remake? Was, 
Um, I think it was it was I think it was Blaster Master. Can you can you Google that for me, Robert? Um. Anyway, point being, uh, definitely Curse of the Moon is ba- it's basically you know, uh, Castlevania Three Dracula's Curse. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly that. Um, it's it's almost it, like identical in some ways. And, and also, they made Blaster Master Zero. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's what um, you're talking about. Yeah, that makes more yeah. sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people said they did a really great job with. Um, I never got a chance to play it, but I'd love to. Anyway, um, but whereas Ritual of the Night is supposed to be more of like Symphony of the Night, which yeah. actually, if you listen to the name Ritual of the Night, Symphony of the Night, like, I know, yeah. dude. <laughs> no, I that- mean he's got he wants to make the game that he knows how to make, just can't use the license. Is basically what it comes down to. I mean, yeah, and I'm sure it's. I have a feeling like it's going to be pretty solid. I, I, I mean, how do you really mess up that sort of formula? In my opinion, I mean, I, I have a feeling that at the at the worst, it's it, it'll be okay. I mean, like but, look at the millions of indie games that have ripped off the same formula, right? Like, I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I was actually just talking to my roommate about another game called Sunder. I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but I it have. looks pretty cool. Yeah, the yeah, hand drawn art style and all that stuff. But um, Curse of the Moon, I actually really have enjoyed my time with it. Um, picked it up on Switch. Having to play it portable is a lot of fun. I've also heard that I, I haven't beat the game yet. I think I'm on like the last stage or second to last what stage. stage are you on? Number. Um, gosh, is there eight total? I've beaten it. So oh, there's eight. There okay, eight never mind then. Yeah, never mind. Then I'm on like the fifth or sixth stage. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the, the game is just, it's the controls are really tight. All the characters feel really nice. They, you know, my favorite character is probably Miriam because you can use the whip. Oh, so good. It's got a long, you know, nice range. But so, I think that. Uh, sorry, okay. just real quick. So I'm at that stage where you're still getting new characters at the end of a level. Do you get a new character at the end of every single level? You get four total. You get, a, you get four total. Okay, okay. So I've got three. All right, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. Like the game is is totally like every bit of it, every bit of like Dracula's Curse. Um, but the best part about it, the music, mm. the music mm-hmm. bumps. That's some of the best eight bit music I've probably ever heard in a game. Like it, it's so catchy, it's so good. It sounds like heavy metal had a and like a symphonic orchestra had a baby, but then turned it eight to bit. Turned into eight bit. It's great for sure. I mean, it's it's good. I don't remember it being bad. I have to pay more attention to it though. I wasn't like you know I didn't pay a lot of uh, mind to the sound, but it, it was never like offensive, right? It set the tone. It matched the game. Yeah. I, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think the music earlier in the game is better than the end, like toward the end of the game. Personally, I liked it a lot okay. in the beginning. Um. So yeah, so I beat the game and um, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but they give you a good reason to want to play through the game again. So, yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, so I mean, if you want to really milk your time out of the game, you totally can do it. Um, I enjoyed my time though for sure. I think it's a lot of fun. It's definitely like straight out of the NES era. Like it feels like this could have been in a, on a cartridge back in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I part of me kind of felt like, do I blow into my keyboard before I start playing just to be sure it boots? <laughs> I don't. Mm. Um, Seriously, the only thing I think actually, actually, uh, somebody that I watched review the game said the only only thing that would keep it from being on an NES card is is the color palette because there's just more colors than an NES can handle. Right. But SNES for sure. But but even then, not by that much more, though, because like they could have gone for a much higher like bit like style. Yeah, like 16 bit. I'd love to see that. Right. But it's it's straight up 8 bit. Like it looks super old, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. And I actually wrote a review for that game on GameLuster.com. If you want to check that out, it's just on GameLuster.com. Um, nice. 
thank you uh so yeah it's good go read it if you want to read my full thoughts in the game check that out but yeah curse of the moon's like super fun i'm i'm kind of happy it came out and i oh. have to echo jack's sentiment that it's only made me way more excited for curse of the moon especially because curse of the moon's gonna me be ritual like, of the night or curse of the ritual of the, ritual night. Of the night that thing the new one the better one the better looking one yeah um yeah because that's gonna be like symphony of the night to like old school castlevania oh man those are some big shoes to fill i mean we're talking about igarashi we're talking about like a dude who made some of the best games you know in that genre and rondo of blood classic symphony of the night classic aria of sorrow or sorry dawn of sorrow and aria of sorrow they're both like man some of my favorite games of all time so we'll see you know if he if it's just a rehash like that that might be good enough for some people. I'd love to see some experimentation and like some modernization to the game design overall. But you know, if he's if he can capture the magic from his best games, then for me that'd be a reason enough to buy it, just to have a modern take on it. But it would be cool to see them experiment and kind of you you know just just surprise people, surprise the fan base, and give us something we don't even know we want yet. So I have high hopes for it. I'm really looking forward to it. And this is on Kickstarter, right? This yeah, is like I, one of the, one of the most. Yeah, I, I didn't successful. I didn't back it, but it's like one of the games I'm really rooting for to 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 succeed. Unlike Shenmue Three, but never mind. <laughs> I mean, d- yeah, I I did back it. Oh, so that's how I got okay. code for it, and I'm going to be getting a code for Ritual of the Night Sweet. too. Wow, is there is there a release date on it yet? Nope, just this year. Oh yeah, shit! So okay, 2018 is coming. Mm. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, gosh, um, it's it's got it. Later this year, it's going to be packed with games. I don't know when they're going to release it. So, Yeah. I mean, here's a fun fact, too, about Curse of the Moon. Uh, allegedly, 53% of its sales were on the Switch. So that that's kind of huh. cool. Hell yeah. Good job. I got Nintendo. it on PS4. I got it on PC. I got it on Switch because I was like, why Why not have it portable and also are play you, it on the are, big screen? Are you playing with a keyboard? Me, no, I, I plugged in a controller. Okay, see... The reason why, and this might be a good segue to the next game, unless you guys have anything else to say. No. But uh, the reason why, I I see the value in having it portable and having it on Switch. I think that's an awesome thing. But I cannot buy a platformer or a game like that with, like, in my opinion, like a crucial need for a diagonal, right? Because those analog buttons for a D-pad, like, do not cut it. It fucking sucks on Switch. And which is why I... Ugh, I did a bad thing well, and I went can, against can, my better judgment. Can I, what? Can I can I just say I don't think diagonals would help with Curse of the Moon because it does that really old school NES thing where like once you're moving and you hit the jump button, you jump in a setup arc and that's it. Like you can't control your arc. Uh, well, that's okay. true. I I got the I got it on PS4 yeah. just because the controller was mainly why I did it cuz I just like the D-pad better. I just don't like using the buttons as a D-pad overall. So I don't even care. Like diagonals just make it even worse. But yeah, I did something stupid. I did something bad against my better judgment, and I got Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition, whatever it's called, the collection on Switch. Oh, and I'm like, oh, I mean, it's a fun game, but like trying to use that that those buttons in in for fighting game moves, you know what I mean? Like it's damn near impossible. Quarter so now circles. I'm using analog, yeah, to play it, but. It's a fun game. It, it's all arcade perfect uh, copies of those games, and it's fun. But the I had an online match, and I didn't sign up for Nintendo's online service, so I don't know what the deal is with that. But I was thinking maybe it would prompt well, me to do that. That doesn't come out till like September. Okay, so. this right. makes sense. Okay, this right. checks out. 
<laughs> so so I was playing it and uh it was slow, it was a little bit laggy. It wasn't an optimal experience, but it was cool to play a Street Fighter game, Arcade Perfect in a handheld online. Like that was just a kind of a novel thing. Um but man, are the default difficulties on the older games way too hard. Like I shouldn't be getting perfected. Is that a verb? Perfected. I should not be Flawless getting victoried. that. Yeah. Like in the first match of the first person I'm fighting in arcade mode. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. And it would happen. I'm just like, what is with this? Like they're they're just got it set to like quarter muncher setting, right? Like just pop in ten dollars worth of quarters to, to beat somebody. And it's, I mean, you did say it was arcade perfect. It is arcade perfect. So that's why I'm just like, oh, now it's making me think like, all right, maybe this isn't a great game to have to play single player. Like you really need to have. Oh, my cat is making a cameo. Uh, you really nice. need to have, you know, friends to play that game and have and have the most fun with it, obviously. Get get yourself get yourself a pro controller, man. Spoil yourself. It's no, I it. have it. And I have friend. the pro oh, controller. Do. Yeah, I do. Gotcha. And it's not great. It's not a great solution either. The D-pad on that is not perfect for this. So, uh, do they make like Mad Cats arcade sticks yet for Switch? I'd imagine there is. There I is. A, I don't think Mad Cats makes any. Or not Mad Cats, but you know what I mean. Like that. There, style there is arcade hoary. sticks. There is arcade sticks okay. for Switch. Yeah, I I think Kanba makes one, or Qu- I don't know how you say it. The Q U A N B A. I think I might. Okay, I think I might just uh, go ahead and. Q-A. Sorry, my cat is acting a fool right now. Uh, I think I might just go ahead and. And just get on PC again and use my arcade stick with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought about picking it up just to kind of like, you know, because I've, I've always been, how you say, not a fan of Street Fighter. And <laughs> how do you I've say not maybe, a fan of Street Fighter? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I was hoping maybe this 30th anniversary would, uh, would maybe like it's a good time to try it and jump in because it does have some of the best Street Fighter games on it. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I couldn't bring myself to bite the bullet. I feel like I'd maybe get it if it were like 15, 20 bucks, but not not worth the 30 or 40. It is pretty pricey. Mm. You got to want it. You got to want it. Yeah. Um, and I wanted it <laughs> to be portable, <laughs> but I don't blame anyone. I think it is kind of a lofty thing. But you know what? It's four games that are online that have never yeah. been online before. Or wait, I take it back. Street Fighter the Third was on like Xbox 360, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's kind of like a re- revitalization in the online community for those games, right? And I mean, it makes sense that it's not all twelve of them online because, like, I imagine like I'm trying to play Super Street Fighter Two Turbo Alpha Force EX online, but everyone's playing Street Fighter Three Super Quad Double Turbo Knuckle. S- Super Quad is instead. is Dragon Ball. Let's be real. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so, I mean, that's Goku's in that. The, but the thing that the main problem I have with the game is that the game that everyone wanted to be online, Street Fighter Alpha Two, that's like the one, is not online, unfortunately. Yikes. So man, I wish. I hope. I'm crossing my fingers. I I don't think though they're gonna just like you know release a patch one day and just oh this game's online now because so, everyone asked for it. I doubt it. So I do have a cue actually about it. it. Says you have it on the Switch specifically. So I mean, for one, even the ones that aren't online, could you still like place local to play? Oh yeah, totally. And it actually okay. is kind of fun so, with the Switch because you can just break out. You already have two controllers there. You just break out. Right. And play I was going to ask. Like, does it support like you take your two Joy Cons and like flip them on their side and like one? So I don't know. I haven't work? done that yet. But wouldn't it be crazy if it didn't? Wouldn't that be just balls out bonkers? Yeah. Like yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah. I mean, like 
I mean, I haven't played Street Fighter in a long time, but I think all you need is like an analog stick and like some face buttons, right? For, yes, and from what I understand, and and those there are enough control. It's so crazy, but there are enough buttons on each one of those Joy Cons for full Street Fighter support. Like you just need six buttons, right? So you'd use the two shoulders and the four face buttons and a joystick, right. and that's the whole control scheme for it. You know, that came in the uh, arcade. But uh, I heard that um, just on a tangent here, the the old school Neo Geo games that you can download on Switch that even though those are two player, they don't support the dual like Joy-Con setup. The same oh, Switch multiplayer, okay. yeah, which I think is like what? yeah, it's like a huge loss for that. That's that and, is pretty lame. Speak, so, speaking of which, have you? Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask. Like I, I was actually debating possibly thinking about getting the the 30th anniversary collection but i've never gotten into street fighter like, i mean I've it's played, the one it's the I've played one to a get grand total i played a well, grand total of like 10 minutes of street fighter my entire life it feels way more difficult though than most other fighters i've played like interesting you think that i think to me melee is way more difficult but that's just how my brain's wired i think street fighter is one of the simplest ones but it's the one i played the most right almost 30 years i guess uh, that's yeah. true yeah uh what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We were talking about Neo Geo real quick. Did you guys hear about that like Neo Geo mini arcade thing coming out? Oh, from I did see that. Yeah, in the palm of your hand. It's like an arcade cabinet that literally fits in the palm of your hand. has 40 Neo Geo games in it and HDMI out. And it's got like an arcade stick on it. Like, what the hell is that? That's amazing. It's a plug and play. I think it sounds cool. Do you guys know how much it's going to be? I have no idea. No idea. No idea. I mean, I'm not interested in getting it personally. I think it's just a really novel thing to have a, an arcade like machine that small that actually works and has some decent games on it. I for one right. worship our mini console overlords. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just nostalgic. <laughs> so I I'm gonna guess a hundred bucks. If it's more than a hundred bucks, like that's crazy. Yeah, you know Yo, while we're on every everyone talks like, about you know the the whole retro pie thing and blah blah blah. But I really like having these these mini console things, especially for older consoles that are just hell to collect for now price wise. You know what I mean? Because it's like close to having the real thing. It's not. It may not quite be the real thing, but you get all these really good games that you're that you don't have to worry about paying out the ass for, and you get them in HD. And usually, I mean, based on the NES and SNES Classic, a pretty decent UI that's easy to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm all for it. I mean, do you guys want to take bets on whether the N64 Mini or the N64 Classic or whatever they're going to call it shows up at E3 this year? Are there 20 <laughs> games that would go on that thing, or even 15? Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, maybe? That's all. So, Mario 64, <laughs> Star Fox 64. I mean, listen, I would be all about it. If they if they re-release a... F- Here's the thing why I don't think they'll do it. I just don't think they'll release a full-on N64 controller. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll, you know what? Maybe now I think about it, maybe they will and they'll just charge more. Maybe the thing will be like 120 bucks or something like that. Because they did re release the GameCube controller. Now I think about it. Mm-hmm. It's true. For Smash. Uh, mainly, oh, yeah. Right. Just got announced, by the way, that uh, they're making GameCube controllers for Switch. Nice. So. Yep. Um, <sighs> I just want to use the ones I already have. It ha- that thing has USB. It can work. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it would be crazy. If they brought back the N64 controller as it was, you know, I mean, granted, you know, they they have to, right? Because it's how it was if, originally if intended. They, you but guys it's really just think such it's a in bad the cards? controller. What? You think that's in, in the cards, though, that they're going to have that console out? Or you think they're going to stop at Super Nintendo? I, I, I don't know. Well, because that's the thing. The the, 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 the the thing that's stopping me from believing that they're going to announce it is, is I don't know if, if they're going to really, like, 
jump into the 3D era of games if that's a thing they want to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we'll, we'll see. I mean, I those mean, the games, games did not age well. They're pretty fugly. True, and no. also I think ROMs of like 16-bit and 8-bit games are a lot easier to carry around than like full-on, you know, 32, 128-bit. Yeah, I wonder how they go about that. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but if they do it, I will probably try and buy it at some point, knowing me. So fair enough. I'm a total sucker. Uh, I still need to get the NES Classic, and I would definitely be interested in getting the N64 Classic should it come out. Oh look, I think, mine's right here. Wow. I, think, <laughs> I think it would be uh, over a hundred dollars though, and I think it would be like fifteen games at max. Maybe some cool Japan exclusives that maybe Sin and Punishment. That would be cool. Ooh, you know what? I'd love to see Hey Pikachu on it. Hey that, you, Pikachu! Yeah, you, Pikachu Pokemon Snap, I think, would almost Pokemon be a lot. Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Coliseum One and Two, Octopus Majora's Mask, Wave Race sixty four. That's it. That's all you need. Do you mean Stadium, not Coliseum? Oh shit! Whoops! Rip! Rip! Uh, hey, Colin, what games have you been playing? <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna do the big ones. I've been playing quite a bit of games, my dudes, oh, my because man. it's I've just been so it's summertime. You know, I'm just working full time. And coming home and just having a bunch of free time. And it's been pretty nice. So it's times like these that we learned I kind of I've been looking a little bit into the backlog, but I've also got to play some new stuff. So the biggest thing for me has been Dark Souls Remastered. And on the show, mm. we've talked quite a few times about Dark Souls. We all kind of have an idea of why I, I like Dark Souls, why Robin and I at least like Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just this game is re- reinvigorated. Well, the fact that it's remastered has reinvigorated my love for this game. And hatred. You know, it's a love-hate relationship with that game. Um, and, gosh, like, going, the, going through that game is just, like, all nostalgia. It, 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 that game just... The, there was later entries in the series, but that game just feels just right. It's so it's comfy. It's comfy. Well, it's the one. It's the one with the large, one large cohesive connected world, right? And yeah. right, the, the, le- the level design, like the music, that. like the UI, just felt familiar. Obviously, from playing in the past, and it was just, it was just comfy for me, like on a, an emotional well, level. Well, until you get to like but, <laughs> Tomb of the Giants or Isolith. Yeah. So here's the here's the thing. Uh, Dark Souls. We need to talk. <laughs> um. So the latter. So here's the thing first half of dark souls some of the best gaming we've seen in the modern age in my opinion after you be reach the halfway point which is on orlando after you beat smog and ornstein orlando after you yeah. get to orlando you have spring break. on orlando yeah you have spring break basically that's basically what it is there you know while you're getting slaughtered left yeah. and right um so after you kill them you get the ability to fast travel but you go on a quest to get the lord souls which requires you to go through some of the game's most arduous and quite frankly poorly designed dungeons (laughs) um because here's the thing so there's tomb of the giants where it's pitch dark and you can't see shit that's in front of you and you get wrecked by everything in the dungeon like give you including ranged enemies that are shooting arrows and giant four-legged skeletons they don't give you torture and then so it's just kind of like yeah 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 you just gotta get gotta get it lucky enough to find a lantern or have a light spell. And then there's also like Lost Isolith and Demon Ruins and uh uh gosh, uh the Crystal Caves. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those are pretty bad. So there was actually I was watching a video on YouTube and there was an interview back in the day where, around the time when the game released. Uh 
with Miyazaki, the, the game's director. And he said, and I quote in that in that interview that, yeah, we had someone else working on Lost Isolith. And I'm not too fond of the place myself. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, I understand why. Because it's basically a giant lava pit. Thanks yeah, for that. I, I love like, how the From it, Software developers are like, man, Lost Isolith really sucks. I wish we lost it. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so to, to put it to put it in perspective for you, Jack, basically the level is just a huge lava pit, and there's just random branches thrown strewn throughout. And mm. instead of coming up with original enemies for this level, they just, instead took the first, like the second, second and third bosses in the game, and just copied and pasted them as mini bosses throughout the level. And huh. you can totally run on the lava for like a short amount of time. Like, can't you get can you get like yeah, a ring the- of fire resistance and? You can, and it does like way yeah, less damage to like, you. If but I remember then, right, that's kind of the only way to get some items. It's true. Yeah, and and the thing is, you get the ring. I think during the centipede demon fight, which is one of the most bullshit fights in the game, because you have to walk on lava to fight it. Otherwise, you're gonna get fucked. It's one like, of the nerdiest sentences I've ever heard on this podcast. The centipede king. You need the ring. You do. You do need the ring of the centipede <laughs> Over the lava. king. Oh, you need to be yeah. queen of the monkey people. That's actually yeah, a boss. But, I mean, it's just four. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's to the point where it's like the, those levels are just kind of like my my motivation to keep on playing is waning. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna slog through it because I want to kind of hit the end game and start PvPing nice. because PvP is a lot of fun. It's bullshit and a lot of points, but mm-hmm. it's fun because you get randomly backstabbed. That's the best. Um, part. I hear that. Uh, I hear they fix Blight Town, guys. They did well. So the 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 overall problem with the game was it just ran at a regular 30 fps but in blight town you would be lucky to get 15 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Blighton's it would get down really sub bad. 10 sometimes yeah yeah and it was just and it was it's one of the worst places to run through in the entire game and on top you throw the shitty frame right on top of that and it's just it's just disaster like you never want to go back after that like so i don't think you really have a reason to go back after you beat through the place aside from going to ash yeah. lake which is a hidden it's area a real bl- it's almost but, uh, it's almost locked completely at sixty, as I understand too, including Boy Town. It is so PS4 Pro. Um, you're actually you can actually play it at 4K native at 60 nice. FPS. So yeah. they my my old boys shout out to Digital Foundry. I love I love those guys. Those chaps across the pond, as I like <laughs> to say. So they did a study on the game and they found out there's only one version that you could actually say is a hundred percent locked at sixty frames a second. Care to guess which the one? The unreleased which Switch version. Not. Xbox Tom? One X? I don't know. That's the one. That's the one that is only the only one that can really truly claim this one is locked at X, at uh, 360. I'm sorry. <laughs> 360. Locked at 360 frames blazing. 60 frames a second. And the reason is because you guys have to help me out with the names here, but it's the wolf. Uh, boss with the giant sword in its mouth great wolf sif yeah yeah it's it's the fur in there it like tanks the frame rate on ps4 even pro you want to talk about shitty bosses though fuck sif is that a hard boss was easy i beat him in my first try no man like you have to get like you have to learn the trick of like you have to be under him basically yeah i mean but the other thing is too is you can completely block all of his attacks with a shield yeah but isn't, isn't Dark Souls the game where you just spin around forever and poke dudes yes. in the butt like yes. the game? That's that. Basically, that I mean, it and, can be. Yeah. If you work a dex build. And just Colin, I just want you to know, I don't use a shield in Dark Souls because I ain't no bitch. He uses two magic wands like in I Divinity. Do. Yep. 
use two nope. magic wands. But I do use yeah, just a sword. Here. <laughs> no, I switch. I switch between them pretty consistently because um, there's some points in the game where I feel like I just need to go heavy armor to have that poise going. Mm-hmm. Some, especially. So the thing that sucks right now is like fucking uh, uh, Duke's archives. It's fucking crystal oh, dudes. Yeah. Fuck you up. Fuck you up. That's where I'm at in the game right now, dude. And it's just it's so terrible. I've gotten I've I've like I'd be like, yeah, I killed I killed everything in this entire room. And then I get backstabbed Rip. and I die. Is there a build where you could have like a magic missile and just like kill people with magic from afar? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's just a caster build. Um, I mean, as long as you upgrade your faith and, and intelligence, anyone can do it. I mean, you can I have a, I have a pretty well-rounded build right now. It's it's very high in endurance. Uh, very dexterity focused, but I'm getting into like casting, and I've never built a casting casting character before, and it's a lot yeah. of fun. Is that considered easy mode? Like, because I need easy mode in that game. If uh, I'm gonna pick it up, it kind of it, it makes the game easier potentially because some a lot of bosses are really vulnerable. And to also, magic. like if you build it um, right, you can like two shot bosses with certain spells. Oh yeah. shit! Oh yeah, they're like you can because because that's the thing. If if you're like a melee character and you're like fuck it, I'm gonna summon someone. You summon someone who's a caster. Yeah, that boss is fucked. Like it's the battle's over in like a minute, yeah. if that. So interesting. Anyway, but yeah, I'm just not looking forward to the latter half of that game because of that. Jim Sterling put out a video about Lost Isolith, which is ironically enough, and it was it was pretty great. Um, but he's like he's like you know I love Dark Souls, but fuck Lost Isolith. And like, is that you, Jim? Jim Sterling? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's here. <laughs> Jim Sterling. Anyway. But no, yeah, Dark Souls. That's that's mainly okay. what I've been playing. However, I want to switch gears a little bit and give the Switch, switch a little bit switch. more love. Um, any of you guys get in on that Mario? Oh, Tennis I was getting beta? ready to shit on it. So yeah, let's go. Oh uh, damn oh, it! You did. did I miss something? Damn it! So it is. is it too late? Shit! It, is. it was just this past weekend. Uh, Mario Tennis. I kind of hate you guys for not telling me about this. <laughs> it was all uh, just and social also, media. You two are way know. more excited about it than I was. I just assumed you two were like on it. <laughs> Colin, I will not forget this transgression. Jackson anyway, Payne will remember this. Game, g- gameplay in that game, very solid. Feels good. Very, very, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking Responsive. for? Uh, yes, that that word. That big word. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway a lot, I, had a, I had enjoyed my time with the game until, I don't know if it was lag switching or fucking the matchmaking dude you get matched with people with just absolute shit network connections like it would say initially that their network connections were pretty good you get into a match and then next thing you know you just couldn't even your character wasn't even moving because you the know, lag was so I'd terrible I blame that on the switch cuz guess what the switch's network compatibility isn't that great Yeah mine's been going in and out lately Yeah the wifi like. sorely lacking mm. on that machine uh, I mean yeah, I get I, 5G on it I mean, it was to the point, dude, where I was debating getting the adapter, the Ethernet yeah, adapter. I mean, it might be worth it if you plan Whoa. on playing more online. But I don't know. I mean, like, how did you how did you enjoy the game when you were playing through like the tutorial and the the computer matches? Oh, I mean, like I said, I, I think the game felt really good. I I was kind of skeptical when they showed in the initial trailer for the game that you could break other people's rackets and then you could win that way. I was like, that sounds like Whoa. a really really bullshit thing that you could easily exploit. Not really? Whoa! Um, I didn't know about this. But it's not. It's not. It's not a, nearly as big of a deal as I thought it would be. Um, however, I did see one exploit that I did not take into account. Uh, so basically, you can do a thing where 
you can you know how you can do like the ultra power hits or whatever right your character's like bouncing off the walls and then you can like you smash mean like it the, the ultimate well what i didn't take yes um so you can like hit it up in like the upper left corner like up and away from the fucking court and if if the other person like blocks it or whatever goes for it then you can just hit it back like across the court and that's like yes. easy points yeah. Dang, I want to play this game. It's coming out soon, right? June, I think like, it's like this early month, next right? Month. No, it might be like June twenty oh, something. I'm psyched, dude. I like Mario sports games. It's been a while yeah. since I played a good Mario sports game, man. This is Me- mechanically the game feels very nice. Like, and the the character selection is is pretty nice. I mean, you get Waluigi in the beta, which is pretty Luigi. great. <laughs> and Waluigi. Uh, anyway. Um, but no, I I would I'm looking forward to it. I don't know though, because I mean it's a Nintendo game. So it's not going to drop in price, and I don't know if it's a game that I'd want to pay full price for either. though. And so it comes out J- June yeah. twenty two, so it's pretty close. It's coming up. Okay. Oh yeah, gotcha. that's, that's well, like two weeks away. So basically, for right. So what do you, so so what me, do you think, of it, Robert? I, I, like I agree. Yeah, the gameplay is fun, right? Like that's kind of what I expected from it. Like yeah, it's a good <laughs> gameplay loop, but it almost seems like it's painful for no, you. No, it's, it's fine fun. that it's fun, but I also <laughs> felt like is that it i felt like there wasn't that much more to it and like there's some level of complexity sure but it doesn't feel like much see that's crazy for me to hear that because i haven't played it right like you have so but from what i've seen it seems like okay tennis but with a ton of variety in it a ton of things to keep it fresh a ton of new tactics that aren't really in any other tennis game okay before is that is that fair enough to say, Colin? Or mm, I mean, or no? I, I think what Robert is getting at is like content wise. Yeah. Um. I mean, beyond the regular tennis thing, but I think I I, th- I think that's kind of unfair to say now. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure the, the story mode is going to have a lot. But what I mean more is like once you start getting into it online, I didn't really notice a difference between any of the characters. Oh, right. Like I, see I mean, what you in mean. a fighting game, right? Like if yeah. you pick Chun Li and your opponent picks Ryu, like. There's a lot of inherent differences before you even consider the two players, like, abilities, right? Like, how good they are at the fighting game. Like, you have to consider, like, Chun-Li's mm-hmm. attacks versus Ryu's attacks, right? But okay. I feel like when you're playing Mario Tennis Aces, it doesn't matter if you're playing Mario, Bowser, Ouija, Peach. Like, it's all kind of like there's a humanoid figure with a tennis racket in their hand, and they run to where the ball's going to land, and they hit a button to lob it or slice it or hit it back. So right. it just like treats it like their skins more it's kind of online. What it felt like to me. Yeah. Kind kind of yeah cuz cuz to reiterate Jack basically when you when you'd hit the character select screen, I don't know if you knew this, but it tells you um at the bottom like what kind of character type like what their play style is for each character. Mm. So uh like uh Mario of course would be like the all-arounder, uh Bowser would be like power, I think Waluigi would be like defensive. And but it, none of them really felt that way. None of them really. I think maybe Bowser, though, honestly, when I played against Bowser, I didn't actually play as Bowser. But when I played against a Bowser, it felt like they were hitting the ball a lot harder. I mean, maybe it's possible. But even then, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that's enough of a difference for me to, like, care enough. You know, you know? like. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see myself getting into this game. Like, if I did, I would maybe if it were like 30 bucks. But yeah right i I couldn't justify a 60 dollar price tag though for a sports game that i mean I, I have no idea how often i would actually play it even even after getting a discount going through best buy gcu i don't know if i would be able to justify it or which not. is about to go out of 
rip service rip. anyways right well i mean they'll yeah. acknowledge mine until it ends so i'm good yeah. there uh, um i yeah it's 60 bucks uh, it's the kind of thing where like no am i gonna go pre-order it am i chomping to the bit like no but i am looking for a new tennis game it's been a very long time maybe even dreamcast era xbox original xbox era since i played a tennis game that i really enjoyed shit you talking top spin right now is that what you're talking about top spin was okay but i loved uh 2k tennis 2k or whatever it was or on, oh no i never played it i don't know if that's a thing you can't comment oh Maybe you mean like hot, hot shots, shots tennis, tennis. <laughs> yeah it was, nah, i never played play that, that no. but i'm sure it's but, fun but I, uh, I I like tennis games. I think they're really fun. Uh, I like playing them online. It's a good time. It's uh, so I'll see where reviews are. If reviews are like you know in the eights, then I'll probably pick it up for sixty bucks. I, if it's any lower I than might that, consider then I might not. for after at, at my desk count. I don't know. I do need a new game to play on my Switch though. My 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 Switch other than Bloodstained is kind of gathering dust a little bit. I still need to play Xenoblade yeah, Two. So I saw I haven't played Xenoblade Two either. But the thing is, I know that if I jump into it right now, I'm like. We need to get a little bit in, but I'm not going to yeah. follow it through. It's Dude. just a huge game, and I, I don't oh, need a huge for game For me, right when now. I think of Mario Tennis, I think of, like, when would I play it? And I'd probably play through the story mode, maybe play a little bit online or, like, against CPUs. But I feel like a majority of my playtime is going to be, like, oh, I have some friends over. Hey, my Switch is right here. You guys want to, like, play a party game? And when it comes to that situation, oh, yeah, I, I'm that. thinking like, why the fuck would I pull out a two-player tennis game when I have Mario Kart and when I'm going to have Smash? Well, wait, four, are they, four did, player tennis be, would be fun, dude. Four yeah, player, is there not a two-on-two two mode? I mean, there probably there's gotta be. be. There, I'll I mean, there bet you be. there is. Yeah, I'll bet you. Yeah, and if there's doubles, doubles then maybe. Yeah, but still, I think I'd personally rather play Mario Kart or Smash over my experience with tennis aces. We'll see. I mean, time will tell. I mean, it I could, could see it. I could see it being a sub, like a sub for a time where I would play something like Rocket League, though. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, like I mean, that's that's kind of like where it fits in for me. Is is kind of when I'm scratching for a competitive itch or something like that. But I'm keeping yeah. an open mind. I'm yeah, positive. We'll keep keep eyes out. Um, I just want to know something real quick. I don't have to get into it. Um, but yesterday I scored uh, the Surge Complete Edition for free. Nice. How on PC? On on a uh, PlayStation Store. Nice. Huh. And so what I think it was, I think they had a glitch in the system. <laughs> Shut up. And they Wario sixty four and cheap ass gamer tweeted about it, and so I was like, oh shit. So I went on the PlayStation app when I was at work, and lo and behold, you threw you throw the game in your cart and it comes nice. up as free, like zero dollars. Saw through the matrix, and they're letting you play it. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded the game. It works. It's playing and everything. I got all the DLC. It's a it's a solid like Dark Souls s game that that you know they use robot parts and stuff and there's a couple things that they do different in the game that I really like like you can tar- target limbs of enemies and you can actually like rip that part off if you see like an enemy with a weapon you want you can target target that body part and you can slice that part yeah, off you and get take certain parts from certain which is pretty limbs, sweet I remember right right and so. Um, and you can like build up your gear and stuff like that. I haven't gotten too far, but it's a pretty cool game. It would be it would be worth like a Steam sale or something for yeah. sure. I'm a fan of that game. I did pick it up on the holiday Steam sale, and I think at least on PC, it's a visual to- tour de force. I think it's a great looking game. There's a lot of cool effects going on in it, uh, so I'm a fan. And if that's like what Dark Souls is like, then then cool. It's kind of like Dark Souls meets uh, District Nine that movie. If bit. you remember, I can see that. Yeah, District Nine's totally. a great movie. And like Elysium, like yeah. that kind of shit, right? Oh, and yeah, for sure. Elysium I, vibes all over, I would I say. was having a ton of fun with that, and it didn't seem so like balls hard to me either. Like I remember Demon Souls and Dark Souls being so. I, I think that's like, I have nothing but, you know, 
good things like to I've, say about I've that always game. considered oh, getting that game yeah. on a sale, but I just never could bite the bullet. I don't know. There was something about it where I was like, eh, I don't know if it's worth it right now. So it's Man. on uh, it's on PSN discount too. It's I think it's if you have PS Plus, you can get it for like twenty bucks. You, so. you have the pro. I wonder if boost mode will help out because I was going to say you might want to think about PC just because it runs so well and looks yeah. so good on gotcha. PC. I really think the graphics are a selling point with with uh, right with that game. Yeah, I mean, if you're craving a Soulsborne game and you want something new, definitely, definitely something we're checking out. Yeah. Um, so I've got a couple games I wanted to talk about. Um, I guess I'll try to keep it brief since we're running a little later on it, but I'm kind of really into these games. So um, I beat Detroit Become Human over the weekend. I forgot that came out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. I, I totally I forgot. You. No, I totally forgot. I haven't looked at reviews. I don't know what the consensus is. I totally forgot. Uh, from basically the review consensus is if you've liked previous David Cage games, this is the best David Cage game. If you, if you did not like David Cage games, this is not going to be the one to convince you that maybe I like David Cage games, man. Was there a big hullabaloo about that game? I kind of feel like it came out a weird time and like maybe it's flying under the radar. It is kind of flying. tell me it's flying under the radar in a way I expected. Like the people who are into David Cage are talking about it online and all the forums and all that, but I mean, the thing is, David okay. Cage is not like, you know, he's not going to release a blockbuster Call of Duty level, well, you know, sales. You know, also, also like all that like really bad PR shit came out too, which probably like reduced what their marketing spend, I would imagine, from Sony's point of view. Probably, yeah. Because, you know, there is there is like an asterisk going on with everything in Quantic Dream now. Right. Right. I mean, I feel like, though, when that game came out, it, it just kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. You know, you know what I mean? I'm right. saying, it's not like a whole lot of people were bringing that up of course i think there was like a kotaku article about like why why does detroit become human treat women like shit and i'm like really really you know um, now, now i feel me? like i just shouldn't have brought it up because y'all are just like man that game really sounded like shit man who listened to that <laughs> no no no, Fucking, no 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 what game is that, that? Tell, 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 i still want to play it i actually plan on picking it up thank tell you us very what much you think. i'm more curious what you think oh it's fucking a yeah. blast it's so good i want to play it again I want to go through it and play it again and make different choices. Like you guys played through the demo. Were you impressed when you saw that flow chart at the end? I mean, there's a lot. I thought it was, I I thought it was cool because especially if you're a person that's like trying to go through the game and do everything, you don't have to sit there, you know, with a guide on your lap or something and try to, uh, you know, figure out what the hell you're trying to do. It was kind of hard. It was kind of frustrating when I couldn't figure out how to get to those certain branches right but i mean right. I, I was impressed with the choices and the amount of options there were yeah that was one of the simpler flow charts in the game okay <laughs> like the oh late the scenes later on get so complex so many flow charts the very last scene like the last few scenes they do this thing where they like switch between the three main characters like on the fly so like you do an event as like kara and then you flip over and, like let's see what marcus is doing and then like flip over meanwhile this is what connor's doing and so the last mission has five different flowcharts, two of hmm. them, like four of them based on like if this character made this decision earlier or if they made that decision earlier kind of a thing. So it's like it becomes a very like complex web of choices and web of like what can happen and, and have unfold in front of you. Um, and it kind of to me, like, I mean, the story isn't like super duper like oh my gosh, like I need to, I need to tell everyone about it. Right. Like it's not going to blow your socks off. It's not going to win an Academy award of any kind, but it is the first time I've truly really felt like I was playing a story based game. And it's like, 
yeah, so much shit can happen and you can like completely miss like story threads if you don't follow them up. Like one of my characters, I chose to sacrifice him in what I thought was like near the end of the game. And then I just straight up didn't play as him for the last like four or five scenes. Right. Like he just wasn't there. And then there were flow charts saying like, oh, you know, like he could have been there. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm not going to say what the fuck happened. So I'm just saying like there was a flow chart that's like he could have been there, but he wasn't because you chose to sacrifice huh. him instead. That's interesting. I mean, I yeah, I, I'm it's, I'm kind of like how you are a street fighter with it. Like I want to play it, but I don't want to pay 60 bucks for that game. Like 40 bucks in a couple weeks probably seems like what will happen. And, you know, when it gets to like 30, 40 bucks, like I certainly probably would pull the trigger at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those are the ten- types of games that do tend to go on sale pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so I, that's why I'm kind of hesitating. Like, I don't want, I, I'm, I'm kind of stingy when it comes to games, depending on the game. Like if I don't like to pay more than I want, uh, than I need to, yeah, but pay, I will say full blown 60 bucks is takes a lot. I think. Yeah, it does. I mean, and I'd, I'd still only be paying, you know, 50 or 47 or whatever the hell it is through GCU. But I will say that I have seen people post on a few of the Facebook groups I'm in and saying that it's contending with God of war for them for their game of the year. Oof. So, yeah, really? I, but I mean, granted, obviously, you have to have a taste for these these sorts of games, but I'm happy to hear that generally Detroit is living up to the hype, you know, because they were they. I mean, I feel like, you know, it was one of those things where they were really hyping it up and making all these promises about like the branching story and stuff like that and how good the game looks and everything else. And they, it seems like they absolutely delivered on all those aspects, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really hoping that David Cage wasn't blowing smoke for a little bit and it was going to be disappointing. I would have played the game either way, but still, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the game does a fantastic job of, like, setting up your characters. And, like, so all three of your characters, right, they're all kind of separated from each other. But, like, they eventually reach a point, you know, where they're, like, going to meet up, right? You kind of, like, kind of get that vibe. But right. it's it's done in a way that it's kind of, like when they meet up it could be very like if if like if you two bought the game at the same time i did and we all completed the game by now and we were doing a spoiler cast or something of it i almost guarantee that all three of us would have like oh, but what happened in your ending dude that didn't happen in mine and mine this this and that happened right you know because there, there's so I f- many i feel like doing i feel like doing a spoiler cast of that game would be a clusterfuck it'd be fuck wild it would be yeah. like four hours long uh, it would be like well wait wait i gotta backtrack all the way to this point because we completely yeah. branched off here yeah wait a second um, you didn't get the flying fucking lizard part well, hey, Bro, you should have picked up the baseball bat in the first like two levels jack Shit. why are you spoiling it for yourself <laughs> nah man the cd the 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 uh radio stations on the back of the cd case dude you didn't go to like uh, play with like uh, wait what am I saying you didn't like unlock the Yakuza level you did like whoa no yeah like in, in scene 7 you have to play through the entirety of Yakuza 0 as Connor actually before you can yeah. continue no don't you know that in follow of 76 you just act- yeah the game is actually a ploy to sell you Skyrim again because that's it's just you just zoom in on the pit boy that's what you play you play <laughs> Skyrim you're on playing Skyrim. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love that post it's so good <laughs> then the camera zooms out and it's all multiplayer yep um so yeah yeah detroit i I seriously recommend detroit like if you're into story like if you're into telltale games this might be one of the best telltale s games is eminem in it the candy can you go to eight miles yeah can you go to eight mile yeah no oh (laughs) there are places that kind of look like (laughs) is there a rap battle is there spaghetti (laughs) spagooter there is spaghetti (laughs) 
I hope so. I can confirm. For your there, sake, Robert. There is mom spaghetti. Can't confirm. Man, awesome. I can't I can't wait for the sequel, Toledo Become Human. Does someone <laughs> get strangled with mom spaghetti? Toledo become human. <laughs> Toledo become toilet. Uh, God, I mean Toledo like ugh, it might be worse. Toledo it, become dumpster. Be. Become dumpster. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> um so yeah, fully recommend it from me personally. Uh, of course, caveat of depending on the kind of gamer you are. If you're into this for like high action octane, you're not really going to get that. It's all QTEs. So, you know. All right. All right. All right. What else have you been playing, Scarpinito? Hold on. I think the game is tense, though, man. It's super yeah, tense. It is. It is tense. I, feel, I always feel super uncomfortable playing his games, man. For better, yeah. for worse. Yeah, no, there are points where it's like you're, you're having a conversation or interrogation with someone. And they're like timing you, right? And you have to like make a decision of what you want to ask them next. And it's like, fuck, dude, I don't know what I want to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's a very tense game for sure. And they make the QTEs feel very tense, too. It, it definitely feels like if you fuck up, that character dies. And the, the game right. is more than content with moving on with your decision. Yeah, with like actually, you know, high stakes. Like, no, they're actually going to die, fucker. Yeah, and it's not like a game over. Try again. It's game. It's game over for that character. Let's move on. Right, kind of a thing. Um, so what I have also been playing that I've dumped a lot of my time into that I didn't expect to is this little indie game called Moonlighter. You guys heard of it? No. No. So it's developed by Digital Sun, published by Eleven Bit Studios. Came out May twenty nine, and it. So by day, you're a shopkeeper. Okay, you sell, you know, iron, you sell like cloth, you sell whatever. By night, you go into a dungeon, fight monsters, Binding of Isaac style-ish, and then you walk out with the wares that you're going to sell the next day. Huh. And like rinse and repeat until you get through all the dungeons. Is it a roguelike? It's kind of roguelike, but you're playing as one character throughout. And when you like die in a dungeon, it just kind of like spits you back out and is like better luck next time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a definitely a gameplay loop of like sell shit to make money, use that money to buy better swords or better um, spears, better armor, and then get in the dungeon, go as far as you can, teleport out once you're done. Or if you die, that rip, you know. Ripperoni. Um, this game looks really I, cool. It kind of reminds me of uh, like almost like Zelda esque level design. Yeah, no, the the um, fighting is very Zelda style. Uh, old oh, school okay, Zelda. so it's action, action RPG. Yeah, it's action RPG. It's very. Um, it can be very hard, actually. It's it's uh, if you make the wrong moves, you could die very quickly. Um, and I don't know, man. There's something about the gameplay loop that's really addicting. Like, I didn't think I'd enjoy the uh, the shopkeep aspect as much. But there's something kind of fun about putting something on the shelf and saying, eh, let's say 500 gold. And seeing customers come in and be like, that's ah, too much. And, you know, you kind of like think about, well, then what price is good? You know, and you lower it. I don't see you going in these dungeons, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah and, yeah, and then there are cases where, like, you'd lowball it too much, and you, like, sell something for, like, only a 1,000 gold, and they're like, oh, man, that's a steal, and you keep upping the price until you realize, like, market value is, like, 10,000 gold or some shit. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, sound, I mean, it sounds like a cool game, though. Kind of reminds me of Reketeer. Have you ever heard anything about that game? Yes, it's kind of based on that. Okay, this is, yeah, this is what this is uh, reminding me of. Interesting. Yeah. Except for, like, here you procure your own goods. Right. Uh-oh, it's on you... Switch. Might be sold. Okay. How much Yo, is it? Re- would recommend. It's 20 bucks. I didn't even know it was on Switch, actually. But 
I would 100% recommend it on Switch hmm. or really any platform. Did, just to rewind a little bit, did I hear us kind of say that we all bought Xenoblade 2 and none of us played it? Yes. Fuck. No, I haven't bought it yet. I haven't oh, okay. bought it yet. I thought you bought it. Okay. Fuck. I do. I like. I plan on buying it. I own the other two Xenoblade games. I just know right now I wouldn't be able to get around to it, so I can't really justify it. Dude, will Xenoblade, the original OG, come out on Switch? That's what I want. I think that would be sweet, and they should do it. A remix, dude. A, a remake. They need to do it because the game's too damn expensive still, and the 3DS version was terrible. And they're not going to do... Guys, this happened too. They're not going to do the virtual console. That's true, but if they did the virtual console, I wouldn't have expected Xenoblade to get on it. Why not? I would have. It was on Wii U. I mean, it wasn't virtual console more for like N64 stuff? It was I mean, for I everything. That- it was just for everything. But oh, listen, guys, I hate being that guy, but how long have I been tooting that horn, right? Like about a damn year now that the virtual console was not coming to Switch. And I hate being right about that. But they, I remember the reason I felt that way is because they never really brought it up when they were talking about the system coming out, and it never seemed like a priority. And I know it caused them a lot of issues uh, on the Wii and the Wii U. So, sucks, man, but it's reality of the day. I don't know. You guys don't seem like you have opinions about it. I mean... (laughs) I'm I'm kind of upset because it's like the last you know accessible virtual console we had was on Wii U, and Wii U is kind of like a dead console in the water right now. And so if you want to go play virtual console, you have to. I mean, no one's going to really want to go out of their way to use their Wii U to play virtual console. And they could have capitalized huge, you know, on the Switch's portability, having all those games portable. I mean, it's it's like the thing that that they uh, Sony did with PlayStation Vita. That was one of the best, biggest, and best things they did with PlayStation Vita was giving you. PlayStation Store access and letting you have PlayStation 1 classics and PlayStation 2 classics on your Vita. It's that the was, bomb. That was one of the worst, stupidest things I've done now is keep my Wii U because I thought it was going to be like a collector's item. I thought it was going to be like, oh, all these rare games you can't play anywhere. Now, I mean, because Nintendo's done such a good job at porting games over. And so now the only games that really you can't play on Wii U yet are the uh, Wind, Wake, Wake, blah, 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 Wind Waker the Remake. Blah, blah, blah. All right, and then the uh, Persona style game slash Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Thank you. But I'll bet you that's coming now. But that's one of the ones. And then Mario Maker, which now I'm hearing rumblings that they might announce Mario Maker 83. And Xenoblade Chronicles X. Cool. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that one, too. So it's like. So it's like now, like, wow, the Wii U looks, seems kind of dumb now to own one of those. I'm glad I kept mine. I'm glad I right. took up precious space in my little Honda Civic driving to Texas. I mean, the only, honestly, the, the biggest reason I still have it right now is because I can play Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD on it. And I can play Xenoblade Chronicles X. If, if Xenoblade Chronicles X gets transported over or twi- at least Twilight Princess HD, I, I can't really justify having one anymore, to be honest. Yeah, Tokyo Mirage is the big one for me. Yeah, Tokyo Mirage. So if you're going to get Tokyo Bayonetta Two was one of the reasons too. And now look at that. Well, yeah, not but anymore. not anymore. Right. Right. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, though, if I feel like though, if you're going to get that game, you should probably get it now because it's going to be one of those very expensive games in the Dude, future. Mine's still sealed. Nice. Yeah. Now, you can sell it for millions of pennies. I wonder how much it's going we'll for see. Tokyo we'll see. Mirage Sessions. Oh, I bet you it's still like fifty, five, sixty bucks. It's it's still going to be up there. I guarantee it. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Oh, it's not bad. Thirty-seven bucks. Oh, oh fuck my life. Like, I don't know. I I like the reason I don't really have any opinions about Virtual Console is because I like. I feel like Nintendo's dumb for doing it. It's like Nintendo's looking at a pile of money, like a giant mountain of money, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't need that." 
Take that well, away. Now, they're going to subscription service now. Now they're going to go to, you know, you pay your online toll, right? And then you're just going to have access to like 20 retro games, I think is what yeah, the service but, entails. But like, I mean, the virtual console would be so much more on Switch. It could be N64 games. It could be Wii games. But it could be anything. It could uh, be, but it's not going to be. It could, it could be PlayStation 2 games. I don't know. But Genesis yeah, all, games, All dude. I'm saying is, all I'm saying is it's pretty badass that I can play Castlevania Symphony of the Night and Breath of Fire 4 on my Vita. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is I want to play GameSphere games on my Switch. Nintendo, get on it. It's spherical! So let's talk about some news, guys. So um, we don't have much time here, so we're going to have to be very sparse with our list of news that we did curate. Uh, Let's start with how the Han Solo movie is... Is do, it's getting such so low monies from the you box office. You fucker! You shut up where you stand right now. You shut up. You give me five minutes. <laughs> Talk about this. This okay. I give you one. I can't believe that I we're standing here again. The year of our Lord, twenty eighteen. A Star Wars movie is out, and I have still not seen it yet. And we're headed towards <laughs> the third weekend. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. A huge Star Wars fan. But. I could not care less, you know, and I and I have movie baths. I can go watch it for free. I cannot be bothered to sit down and spend two and a half hours, whatever it is, to watch this movie for free. That's how bad like, this movie looks. It sounds like your interest in it is so low that you didn't want to go. I said, be quiet. <laughs> you oh shut up your mouth, Would you man. stop, please, God. <laughs> Whom, him or me? Uh, God. Who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop it, Robert. Okay, so anyways, um, <laughs> it's terrible. So... It's just here's the thing that's surprising about the movie from what I'm hearing from critics because I don't care so much that I'm already reading reviews. I'm trying not to be spoiled, but apparently it's just a really super boring movie. It's really like drivel. It's really just not a lot of shit going on. It's a boring movie to watch and Landau Calrissian somehow they like took away all his swag and all his swagger and all his uh, personality. So Billy D. Williams like, you know, his he's got to be disappointed with with the uh, way that Childish Gambino, Donald Glover has uh, kind of mailed in this performance. So the big surprise of Solo, apparently, according to some critics, is that the dude that plays Han Solo, the guy that no one cares about in the trailers, is actually the best part of the movie. Hmm. And so many I, parts. So I know. Listen, and so many parts of the trailer that we're seeing in previews are not in the actual movie. And that's really concerning to me. So, well, first of all, all the hot takes you're throwing out there. So, have you have you seen the movie, Jack? No, Are you listening to me? I just said I haven't. Yeah, right. he, just, he just said he didn't drive his Honda Civic out to go see Solo. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying about these hot takes, I've actually heard the opposite. Okay, and hey, man, that's how it goes. No, no. I need to listen. I need to see the movie. No, I mean, because like you're saying that like Lando didn't have swag, and and then like ha, like Han Solo was the best part of the film, right? I've heard that he gave a very mediocre performance, and that actually Donald Glover was probably some of the better acting in the, in the movie. Well, well, there's only one way for me to find out, and it means I'm going to have to suffer through this film. Apparently, Ron Howard, listen, God bless his soul, man, he's a good guy. But he has put out some drivel like recently. Like he used to make good movies but way back in the eighties and nineties. But what has Ron Howard done lately? You know what I mean? Like nothing. So 
it sucks, man, because they got rid of the directors that did the Lego movie, right? Like those guys are good, you know. They they had and they had creative differences now, and apparently with how boring and bland the script ended up being, like no wonder why they'd want to spice it up and had uh, uh, disagreements with uh, Kathleen Kennedy and how to treat this film. So I have to see it now out of morbid curiosity, especially since I'm hearing like conflicting reports. I need to go and form my own opinion about it. Hmm. So I'm still not all that interested in going to see it, to be honest. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. But now I need to know. Like, every, it, everything has just been so middle of the road about it. Here's I'm the like, thing that eh. sucks about it. Like I have movie pass, so I need to go watch it there in theaters for free because if I wait till it's on streaming, I have to pay for it. <laughs> it's, I mean, and, it's true. <laughs> and the extra sucky part is if it's a bad movie, you legally can't walk out. Movie pass straps you to yeah, your chair until the end. They do. It's kind of they kind of chain you to your chair or they'll like shut down your service, man. It's really that fucking sucks. weird. It's weird. So I heard though so somehow they're reverting back to their alum, uh unlimited service. They're going back and forth against everything. Every day I hear new m- news about movie pass and yeah. how it's about to well, die and become I, insolvent and shit. I just saw an article like two or three weeks ago saying that uh what was it? It was um, a movie pass CEO uh, talks that says that they're hemorrhaging money. I'm like surprised. Like no one's surprised. Right. But like, okay. So that, but then you go back to your unlimited plan. Like, how does that work? I don't understand what the hell they, what, what is going on there? I don't they understand off, what they offer the is. unlimited plan, but only like 8% of people like, you know, watch more than four movies a month or maybe even like right. 1%, the top 1% watch more than four movies per month. The most I've ever seen is four movies in a month easily. Yeah, I mean, it's dude, it's hard to just, you know, find the time to watch four movies, let alone more than that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I would rather at this point watch Deadpool 2 again, which I plan on doing uh, before watching Solo the first time. That's where I'm nice. at with it. That's mm. it. That's all I got to say about suck. it. We'll see. I'll maybe have something to to chime in on on uh, Instagram or something like that later. So, we'll see. Yeah, so um, I've been... I've tuned you guys out for the past two minutes. I've been trying to come up with another Star Wars. Your enthusiasm is so low, Robert. I'm kind of. Thank you. I'm I'm all out. I'm leaving. Guys, this is my last (laughs) podcast. I'm I'm throwing in the keyboard. I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from watching you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts on the new Pokemon Let's Go game for the Switch. Mm. Pokemon, you guys this stuff. So yeah, Pokemon Let's Go, right? Uh, Pikachu yep. and Eevee are the two versions, just for those who don't know. Uh, it's going to be the very first Pokemon game on Switch. Well, that's not true. But one of the major ones on Switch coming out later this year. Hmm. So I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay. So I, I went in I went in, and I was I was pretty jaded. I'm like, yeah, it's probably just going to be another Pokemon game. I don't know. Let's Go sounds like it's going to have to do with maybe something with Pokemon Go, but I don't know. And so I watched the trailer. And at, like, and I'm not a, a, don't get it twisted. I'm not a Pokemon guy at all. Not not really at all. I've said it in, in past episodes, but as that trailer went on and progressed and showed what all the, all this game can do, I was more and more sold on this game. So, little th- thrown back by the by the motion controls, but the idea of making basically an entire like, uh, what would you call it? Like an environment or basically. Uh, something like that where you can you can seamlessly work between pokemon go and let's go uh pokemon whatever game on your switch (laughs) genius yeah genius it it, when i saw the trailer it kind of made me want to reinstall pokemon go just to get ready for. i was just gonna say it's gonna totally reinvigorate that game 
Yeah. Yeah. Reminds I, me of some good. I have good memories like walking around parks and shit and around town, you know, like getting Pokemon. It was it was a fun time. The world was kind of crazy and innocent back then. The the world was so innocent. Yeah. There <laughs> might it might have prevented a few mass shootings, Jesus. So Whoa. Yikes. dark. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I see this game coming out and just Nintendo's gonna be rolling in the dough, my friends. Is it gonna come with that Pokeball? I don't, I don't maybe they might do a bundle. I don't know. If they don't if yeah. Nintendo doesn't officially do a bundle, you know GameStop's gonna do some sort of bundle with it. Yeah, um, fucking all the think geek, all that bullshit. Oh yeah, you you know they will. They're gonna make you through um, like buy socks and a backpack and fucking a Pokemon yeah. condom and shit. This is going Poke to condoms. be this is going to, to, to cover up your pocket monster. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, guys. <laughs> guys, we've hit a new low. It's a new low. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Anyways, <laughs> I got. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, no. Unleash your beast. after that one. All oh, okay. All I'm saying is, Nintendo's going to be flopping their money dick on the table after this game mm-hmm. because good choice. This, of is gonna, this is going to be. Probably the third big system seller for the console. It might be the biggest. It might be the system seller. I, this this, is, they're going to be pushing some switches with this game. This is the big Pokemon game, right? Is there one coming out on 3DS? There's the one coming out in 2019. It's probably yeah, going to come out on Switch. But this year, there's one this coming is the out. Switch. Yeah, there's one coming out in 2019 that's going to be like eighth gen, like a brand, like you right. know, Pokemon Sapphire Ruby, Pearl mm, Diamond, gotcha. so on. Like it's going to be that new one. What Pokemon Let's Go is, it's um, it's only the first generation, so the first 151 Pokemon. Dude, that's sweet. Um, yeah, it's a recreation of like the Kanto region. Yeah, so it's a good right? place to start for people new to the series. Right, and we're, like Dude. we're in a generation now where there are probably people who've grown, like kids who've grown up playing Yokai Watch. And they're like, I could never get into that Pokemon crap, but now it's like, hey, you can start from the beginning. And you can play, yeah, I'm. this is very intriguing to me as a grown-ass man. And you can, uh, yeah, you have that Pokeball and you can play the game completely with that. You can have two players simultaneous. Yeah. Dude, they're doing some things and some stuff with this game that is getting my attention. And it's coming out, what, September? November 16th. Yeah, every everything Boom. else better watch the hell out because that, yeah, that out thing's Pokemon's way, yeah. Yeah, dude. So here's the thing though. There there are like a handful of concerns that I have. Um so based on the trailer, yeah, I was pretty sold after the trailer. The Pokemon Pokeball's definitely a cool idea. They're gonna they're gonna this game's gonna sell like crazy. Either oh, way. Yeah. But I'm curious as uh to see how they're gonna do battling. Battling looks kind of bare bones based on the trailer. But battling looks like Pokemon Stadium and Coliseum. It's co-op. It's co-op battling too, which I think is pretty pretty spicy. Okay, but watch well, just like team battles. But yeah, I don't know. So based on the trailer, they showed like a, a glimpse of the battling. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe just maybe it was just the UI or something. I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I remember it looking kind of plain to me. But I don't know. Maybe I just had to watch it again. But I'm, I also heard that apparently you can't just like go out and fight random pokemon like wild pokemon what about the tall grass son is that a thing because i that's what i was reading yeah well you see poke you like legitimately see the pokemon in the overworld and like you have to run up to them and fight them kind of like bravely default style gotcha gotcha i have a refute to your last statement there colin so you're talking about the the combat not looking that exciting or that well even, even so okay so if they do have full-blown combat i'm just i'm just curious as to how in-depth this is going to be because the way nintendo is phrasing the marketing for this game right is it supposed to like 
newcomers, casual gamers, and and hardcore Pokemon okay. gamers alike. So my so, thought, my position to the table is, guys, guys, lean in, lean in. Maybe Pokemon combat has never been good ever. Maybe it's always been boring. It's pretty basic turn-based combat. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's the thing, guys. I I am kind of on two sides because like I agree, but also like there's so much happening in the um the background and under the hood in like high level Pokemon battles. Like I'm talking tournaments. Okay. Um, there's so well, much yeah. happening under the hood that's like you sure. can kind of appreciate that more. Gotcha. I, uh, yeah. I I'll tell you what though, just from that trailer, I'm I'm sold. I'm hyped for it actually in a weird way that I never really get for Pokemon games, but this seems like a great place for newcomers to the series to start. And I'm all about that Pokeball too. And I think my once my wife sees this, like she might have to get her own switch here in this house. So we'll see. Uh oh. So you wait, you yeah, got, so so the question I'd like to pose to the table. Team Eevee or Team Pikachu? Pikachu, Eevee. easy. Oh no. Dude, Eevee. what Eevee? Dude, Eevee's for the kind of people that don't like roller coasters. What the fuck is this shit? Exactly. No, <laughs> Pika, you know, Team Pikachu is for the people who are basic bitches who are like, basic oh man, I watch Pokemon. Oh, you know I was young. Pikachu. You know Pikachu I'm going to play, play, play. I know. Bro, I'm going to play Pikachu all the way on my way to Starbucks, so fuck off. No, that's fine. You can be a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be the tiebreaker here? I mean, it doesn't matter. This, but is, sure. outra- this is outrage culture just uh, made manifest <laughs> on the Tiny Bits podcast. <laughs> Team Eevee too. Sorry, Jack. Hey, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that you're wrong. <laughs> Dude, I'm, all I'm saying is like Eevee evolves into fucking Flareon, which is a way. Well, they don't way, evolve. Way more they don't, badass. The ones you get, like the one that follows you, like the Pikachu or Eevee that follows you does not evolve. They don't evolve this you whole game. To, you need to get a wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. Eat a dick. Oh, even so, even so, Eevee's a cuter Pokemon than Pikachu. Fuck Pikachu. Uh, Yeah, you hear that, Jack? Eat a pocket monster. Oh, man. And Raichu is not a cool transformation. It is not a cool evolution. Dude, Um, Pika P is all I can say to you fuckers. Pika P. Pika P. I I don't want to peek at your P, thanks. I'm good. Gross. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. When I saw that trailer, I, I was like, I hate this. But what I hate even more... Is that I want this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? I liked it, man. I don't know. I'm I'm not a Pokemon. I love the cartoon more than the games, so I'm not a huge like Pokemon nostalgia guy. But something about yeah, about that's, that's this game I, is doing a lot of things right, and I think it looks pretty good too, graphic wise. That's what I thought, Pikachu bitch. Yeah, I, I, only I hate, I the hate that I want it though. I'm I'm with Robert. I'm I, like I hate that I want this, but yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see how good it you is. I think we've got time for one more news story to fit in here. So let's let's talk about how um, you know. Let's talk about Battlefield Five. How do you guys feel about that game? I, Battlefield I, Five. Um, am I going to buy it day one? No. I'm going to wait and see. See how the gameplay is. Hear about the campaign. Uh, they're bringing back conquest mode, which is cool. I'm kind of mm-hmm. excited. Battlefield One was fun. They're getting. They're getting. I think the biggest thing though. That's gonna allow me or like kind of will me into getting this game is the fact that there is no season pass, bro. Neither did Battle, uh, Battlefront Two didn't have a season pass. That was like the horn they were tooting the whole time. How yeah. ma- how how bad are loot boxes in this game? I'm just like really so, still. But I'm that's real still thing. shitty on EA, dude. I I just I know I, I get it. I get it. And they haven't. I they don't think they ever even spoke about loot boxes. But it is one of those like. We didn't mention it, but that doesn't mean that it will or won't be in the game. You know what I mean? 
Right, um, right. So what, I'll, I'll, it's a wait and see game for me right now. What they have is there's that big mode, Tides of War, I think is what it's called. Uh, yeah, Tides of War, which is going to be like an ongoing event, right? Like months long yeah. at a time. So like you choose a faction and it's it's a, like an event based on an actual historical battle in World War II. Um, and you're like kind of playing through it and experiencing history as it totally happened. Um, and it says that there are quote unquote rewards, whatever that means. Mm. They're, they're going to be rewards. All I know is, only. I mean, I, I, if there are loot boxes, there's no way in hell they're going to consider doing them as bad as they were in battlefield two. It'd be suicide. That'd be, It'd be suicide. Okay. Yeah. So. I guarantee they won't do that. So here's something that bothered me is, did you guys see the trailer for it? No, I, I still haven't yeah. seen any stuff. I'm so out of loop guys. I'm just, I don't even live on this plane. I'm sorry. So like when I saw the trailer, they just here, Jack, let me tell you, they do that thing where it's like CG, right? Like it's clearly like, Oh, this is a cutscene, And then they try to seamlessly transition it into gameplay, but you can clearly fucking tell that the gameplay is also CG. Right. But they but they have that, you know, classic like, oh, you're in first person and you're holding up the rifle and it takes up half your screen kind of a thing. And there were just so many like cutscene bits to the quote unquote gameplay. Uh, like there's a scene where your character gets knocked down and some dude like gets on like straddles you and just trying to choke you out. And I'm like, is that really going to happen in the game? I feel like that take huh. way too long for anyone to actually want to do that in the game. Is this World War Two, World War One? What is this? Dos. It's World War Two. World two. War Two. Okay, so they're taking after Call of Duty World War Two. Yep. So we're back to that now. We've gone full circle. Yeah. Uh, I still need to beat uh, Battlefield One, the single player. Oh, the single player is really good. Battlefield One. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. I've yeah, never yeah. really been a huge fan of Battlefield multiplayer games. I just haven't, for whatever uh, reason. I'm more Call of Duty style, and I don't I, even like Call of Duty that much. I'm actually really Overwatch to be over. I will say if you liked Battlefield 1's campaign, allegedly they're gearing up Battlefield 5's campaign. That's a weird follow-up. Battlefield 5's campaign is supposed to be following the same vein where you're like instead of playing one overarching story, you play like a couple missions following one character then a couple missions right. following another character. War, war stories mode? Yeah, right? yeah, war yeah, stories. The, the sequel to Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5. Yeah. So good, we skipped 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Battlefield Vista, like Windows Vista. Okay, never mind. Oh, oh my man, God. that'd be good. And then they come out with <laughs> Battlefield 7 later, and then 8, and then 10. But they Eesh. call the 10X. Battlefield XP. <laughs> and they go to XP, and it loops. <laughs> they, they finish the cycle. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I don't know. When I, I mean, I think... For me personally, I'm more excited about Black Ops 4 than I am for Battlefield 5 this year. Me too. Just, like, looking at both... Hmm. Is there a I, battle royale in Battlefield Five, or is it unannounced? They, is it? They possible? didn't say anything, but I mean, again, that doesn't mean it's ruled out, right? Okay, right. They didn't say they I, weren't. Correct. I don't know if if I do get either one of them, at least from a multiplayer perspective, I'd rather play Battlefield Five because Battlefield Five is more my style, right? Because I, I like the whole idea of conquest mode and everything, yeah. where it's kind of like objective based. I, I get um, that, rather than just like you know the meat grinder of a deathmatch that call of duty is um but if, if it's call of duty uh like battle royale though then you have yeah more i mean i don't attention. know we'll wait and see i mean sometimes like if, if if there's something that kind of wills me into getting back into the mainstream games front we'll see yeah for sure player unknowns call of duty black ops 4 
Ooh, boy. Player Sign Unknown's Battlefield 5 Black Ops III. Battle Royale. Overwatch. <laughs> Founders Edition. Hero Pack. Two. Okay, that's it. <laughs> okay. We're done. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that does it for us for the news. I think uh, what I kind of was hoping we could do is for this last bit of the show here, um, can talk about someone that the whole gaming industry has lost someone who I think was kind of important to like what the industry is now and what it could be in the future. If we keep fighting for kind of what he was fighting for. So if you haven't been following the news in the past few weeks on May 24, uh, John Bain, total biscuit passed away, um, at the age of 33 after battling cancer for, I think like three or four years. So young, dude. Yeah. 33 is nothing. Crazy. You guys will be there in a snap. It's kind of crazy. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you don't know anything about him as a quick primer, I guess he, uh, I think in like his YouTube banner, it still says the number one most subscribed PC review channel or something like that. Um, he is known for being kind of a pro-consumer fighter. Like he'd always rag on any companies that did that had like anti-consumer like season passes or you know like shitty loot box deals etc um he's known for doing this series called wtf is where he like quickly gives his impressions of a bunch of games um let me think he he is known for the co-optional podcast which he did with jesse cox and told um uh press hard to continue dodger so i mean he's a man of like many hats but most especially his top hat that uh, is kind of like his iconic thing like it's his branding kind of uh and he's known as the cynical brit because he's kind of an asshole about his opinions but you know in a nice way kind of <laughs> question it's mark? all in service of the consumer right it's all yeah. just an advocate for them so man i did watch after i heard the really sad news i i know that we had just discussed i don't know if it was on air or off air robert but we discussed that he was retiring just a couple months ago yeah and uh you know, so I did like say, well, shit, like he's kind of done doing content now. I want to go back and, and look at this stuff because I know that you respect him a lot. You listen to his show. You got me to listen to his show a couple of times. And uh, he had a video about uh, uh, why you should not pre-order. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I don't watch too many videos of YouTubers who or content creators who I agree with, like on almost every point he's making. I'm like, yes, this yeah. is exactly, you know. He's spitting truth here, you know. He's like preaching gospel, and I was uh really, just really sad to hear like what happened, you know. So, uh, it was announced. I I I'm not a uh, a longtime fan of his. I've known he's been around and all that, and I know he's definitely respected in the industry. But man, like what a what a what a sad day, you know. But we we should celebrate like what he did do, and you know what he did accomplish in the in the community that he fostered and. And just all the good that, you know, uh, came of him. So pour one out, man. This one's for the homies that ain't here no more. Yeah, for sure. And and like there's something to be said for like kind of the the content creator consumer relationship. Right. Because um, when, when, when you have like a YouTuber or podcast or things like that and when, you know, you have a really good one and they're really good about connecting with their audience, like like me and kind of funny. Right. Is always what I what comes to mind, like. You know, it, it. I. I definitely don't think it, it could be. It should be understated, like how much that can really affect. A, like how much content creators affect people and their community. Um, because I, I. I can only imagine if I ever lost one of the kind of funny guys or Colin Moriarty, 
um, or any of those guys. Um, I mean, it, I mean, even as just a fan, let alone as someone who knew him personally, it would, it, you know, it would devastate me like for real. Yeah. And, and, and their, their philosophies and their voice in the games industry will, would be forever missed. And, and I think the same from what I understand could be said about total biscuit biscuit. So yeah. respect them for sure. It does. Yeah. I totally agree with that. It, it does remind me of uh, back in 2013 when Brian Davis passed away from right. giant bomb because i remember thinking to myself like every friday or every tuesday when that show would come out i was so excited to download the next episode like i couldn't wait you know what i mean it's like i was waiting for my red rider decoder ring or whatever like i was just so pumped to have a new episode and have and hear ryan and and, and the guys uh you know just given the week's weekly events in gaming and it was just he was such a great personality and i was like it really added value like uh, to to the whole brand and, and just like it, it gave me something to look forward to so when he passed away like three days after his wedding it was like so tragic i never met the guy in real life but i legitimately like cried and like you know i was re- really sad i was really bummed out like i lost a friend you well know? yeah it's because you, you you get to know these these people vicariously right like you 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 get to know them as people and who they are and understand who they are yeah right. and and it, and to think that people are kind of going through that similar thing right now with uh with uh total biscuit man it's makes me sad man so it's just a bummer but you know i i want to focus on the positive you know i want to i i guess robert my question to you is you know you're kind of the person that turned me on to his content you know are there any like moments that kind of stick out to you like some of your favorite like total biscuit moments or any you know particular videos that you would recommend people to watch yeah no there are definitely a lot and i can go through those but i mean i do want to chime in first about kind of like you guys talked about other, you know, important personalities who have passed or like how you'd feel if people that you watch passed. What I think is interesting, right, is like I'm thinking more about kind of funny here because I don't really know how much the bomb cast really like caters to its fans. I know they read emails every week. That's about it. But kind of funny is very community driven, right? Like they're very like, oh, come yeah, on, best sure. friends, come out and meet us at wherever. Like we're at PAX, right? TB was yeah. never like that. He's very much like what I'm providing for you is a service and you are a consumer consuming my service to you. That's it. <laughs> he's not like, yeah, what up biscuits homies? Like he little biscuits, that, limp biscuits. Yeah. yeah he wasn't <laughs> biscuits. Like he wasn't that guy, which oh, makes man. this all the more interesting. I think is that even uh-huh. though he didn't want to be your friend, he didn't want to be your kind of best friend or anything like people still care. Like there were so many people out there who were kind of grieving for this man. They've never met, but has inf- like this man has influenced the purchasing decision for millions of people on the planet probably he's very influential he had yeah. a lot of influence he had a lot of pull he had a lot his weight his like, words carried a lot of weight and he's the like there are games that would not exist right now without him like warframe they really? have come out and publicly said that like when total biscuit made like this video of warframe a couple years ago they noticed a huge influx of people coming in and picking. The oh, game like he drew again. traffic to the game. Yes. Oh, wow. and, and Torchlight as well. I believe I don't think Torchlight 2 would have happened without Total Biscuit shining a light on like Torchlight 1. Those games are like, good. Yeah. So like he. Wow. Ooh, there's a fly on Jack's screen that even I could see. That was scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I live in the woods. <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's crazy, like how much pull he's had in the industry. So, I mean, it, even if you didn't like him, even if you didn't know him. I think it's worth knowing like what he's done and kind of his his role in the industry as a as both a personality but also as just like a influencer, right? So what I'd point to is um one thing I would straight like point straight to if 
I feel like if you're a fan of Total Biscuit, you've probably already like seen this already. But uh, the I think episode 137 of the Co-Optional podcast, the one from like last week, the week of like May 29, um, that one was a memorial episode with Total Biscuit's wife Jenna Bain and mm. Jesse Cox and Dodger, who are the two other main hosts on that show and they just okay. dedicated about an hour and a half to just like remembering all these fond memories of john and you know it's, it's just kind of a it's a really emotional show like you know they're in tears and kind mm. of like you know reminiscing about a friend it's all it almost feels like almost too intimate but it's also kind of a really nice way of kind of understanding the man behind the total biscuit persona because yeah. um his persona is very like oh i'm serious and there's no nonsense, no buffoonery around here. But like, apparently behind the screen, like he's a total goofball who like jokes around all the time, which is like kind of interesting to see that because he works a lot with this guy named Jesse Cox, who is a goofball. So it's like, yeah, they play the the serious guy and the funny guy, right? Um, is it mainly them talking, or is it clips too? Uh, you mean in um that podcast? Yeah. Oh, it's mainly just them talking and reminiscing. Like they talk about how like they'd go to get dinner after like E3 or after like PAX or something. And they'd go to like a really nice place and they invite one of their friends who shows up in like sweatpants and a hoodie because he just wants to be comfortable. (laughs) And and, like he'll ask for the wine menu and then mispronounce every wine. Like he's reading it out in front of the waiter. Like, is this this Cabernet Sauvignon? And (laughs) John would just like stare at him with like a death stare. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so I'd watch that. Um, there's a really, I think, um, Total Biscuit, John has always said like one of his favorite videos that he's done is the WTF is Far Cry 3. Um, I'd really recommend watching that. It's actually kind of interesting. It's a good, it's good to like see what kind of videos he does, but it's also like they're genuinely surprising moments in it that surprised him at the time too. So there's a reason he really liked that. And there's, um, if you're into Let's Plays, Total Biscuit and Jesse Cox playing through Terraria is like a classic that like the first episode has like two and a half million views, I think, on YouTube. Um, so that's worth oh watching. And the funny thing is there's a behind the scenes video on his wife's channel where TB like discusses the theory of humor and why that Let's Play is like receiving as many views as it does. And he's treating it like he's a professor or some shit, even though he doesn't really know what he's talking about. And it's pretty great. <laughs> Damn. Wow, man. I mean, sounds like, I mean, it's good to know that they've put out such great content to like commemorate him and the, th- you know, have something to look back to. I mean, that, and that's, that's the great thing about the internet too, though, right? Is there's, there's just tons of stuff. He will be immortalized on the internet. Oh, for sure. He was such a, a great I think so. creator. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think the heights he reached in terms of just game critique overall and industry insight, you know, will, will definitely live on, you know, and he's influenced countless others you know to kind of carry on so yeah man for sure well he'll be missed mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i think we can uh end the show there kind of as a tribute to the man who was and who forever will be john bain in all of our hearts so may he rest in peace and uh we'll see you guys next thursday <laughs>